My name is Stacy Harkin. I'm here with my bestie, Olivia. Hi. Olivia Hi. Jaramillo. 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 I know you're trying to figure out how I have a bestie who is so glamorous and gorgeous, but Olivia and I do a lot of work with Equality Utah, and we actually train together. That's right, we do. <laughs> One, two, being gay, being out, being queer is such a cool thing. And yes, there are tough aspects of it, but you have a community. There are so many heart-wrenching, heartbreaking stories, and those are so valid. But also there's a lot of stories of joy. Welcome, welcome to today's episode of the podcast where we're talking about joy and queer things. <laughs> <laughs> I get to hang out with Stacy Harkey all the time. You say, you're saying it like I'm like forcing you to say that. Like I was like, tell everyone I'm great. I get to hang out with Stacy Harkey all the time. <laughs> I feel like you have like, like you were like my older sister. We have like big sister vibes. Or I feel like we like kick you like that. Yes, yes, yes. I, that, that is what you do. You, you make sure the, the window's open when I come back late at night. <laughs> Yeah. Olivia, I want, before we dive into your story, I want to get a chance to get to know you a little bit better. I want to play a little game with you, okay? Okay. I want you to spill the piping hot tea. <laughs> We're going to play a game called Stan It or Can It, okay? Where I'm going to give you a topic, and I want to hear your opinion on if we stand this topic and we love it and support it, or if we can it because we think it's dumb, or your nuanced opinion. Let's do it. Deal? Let's do it. Deal. I did not go over these topics with you. You didn't tell me the topics either. Nope. So okay, see. first topic. The royal family. Stan it or can it? Stan it. You tell me why. So I, I, uh, I was, I'm, a, I'm a retired military veteran. I <laughs> what branch are you serving? Air Force. And I lived almost seven years in England. Oh. So when I actually heard of the passing of, of the Queen, it was, I think it hit a little bit differently uh, uh, of, of other people because we hear about it. But to actually be there and see how people experience yeah. uh, the, the royal family and for seven years, it was a little bit part of my life. So, no, oh. I wasn't, uh, like, it just felt a little bit different. And You're I like, think, oh, I didn't know you lived in England. I did. And, and you know what's so crazy? So you're like English. I'm English, yes. <laughs> Wait. Was that an English accent? No, it sounds Arab. Yeah, it doesn't sound like English. <laughs> no, I'm in English. English. What's that backwards Past Irish Gaelic? Yeah. Like. <laughs> like I said, I think we all, it really showed me that we tend to experience things from different angles. Some people yeah. feel that it was an end of something really bad, like imperialism. Yeah. But it all depends on how we experience things. Interesting. And, and I see that kind of mirroring with the LGBTQ community. If you have somebody in your life, you experience that differently from somebody that doesn't have somebody. Oh, that's a really good point. Because I have been like, can the royal family? I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm American through and through. I'm like, y'all be good to Meghan Markle. I'm taking y'all down if you don't treat her well. Right. But I think that's really interesting to say. Like, like if someone queer encountered my mom when I was like coming out, it, they might have a very different opinion of this woman who I love. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Oh, Olivia, opening our eyes. Okay, standard or can it? Utah mom talk. Like mom TikTok. Oh, standard, of course. Are you on top of like the Utah mom TikTok trends? A little bit. Tell me a little bit more though. There's just drama galore and it's like rich people and are they are they dating this and are they this and that. It's not all that drama. I, you know, I, I think there's space for everybody in social media. Oh. And, and, and I, I always firmly believe we need to understand people. Everybody, I, and, and you know what? I'm not young, 
I think I, I've kind of said, stop. I retired from the military, so that's at least 20 years, so don't do the math. Mm -hmm. and, and I've come to see how we tend to think that as you get older, that's a bad thing, but it's oh. not a bad thing. Being a mom is not a bad thing. Oh, and maybe even sometimes, like I said, when you learn something about people from different classes, even when we're talking about money, yeah. you learn something different. So for me, I for me, let's experiment. Let's let's learn. Let's try it out. Let's, let's give there's a out. space for messy mom talk. On of too. course. I okay. So Olivia ran for office. Wait, you ran for what office did you run for? I did. I ran for the Utah State Legislature in 2020. And girl, it shows because you give me some great. You're like making me like I'm like thinking a lift differently. I'm like yeah, there is space for everyone to be there messy weird selves i would have been canceled a long time ago if that wasn't the case <laughs> well e even with that you know like when we talk about politics it's it it's all about making a better place for everybody mm -hmm. not just for like one sector of people it's everybody yeah so that, that's really something i always look to believe in to get others to believe in and really fight for yeah, yeah. oh olivia okay last but not least standard candidate mask for mask and what I'm asking about is there's the term in the queer community and uh, where people talk about like yeah. masculinity and like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I'm masculine and I want a masculine guy or masculine girl. I don't know. Is that a term? Yeah. But what are your thoughts on that? Standard or candid? Oh, standard. Oh, I, tell me more. It's, there's room for everybody. And I literally stand by that. And, and even part of the experience that people need to understand about us is that we, we are all worthy of love. Mm. We're, we all have inherent worth and value. So, and it, when, think about whenever we go out into the public, we want to look our best selves, whatever that is. Oh, yeah. So why is it so odd to think that, you know... Like you can present how you want. Yeah, and that two people that, whatever it is that they may look like, could find themselves attracted to each oh. other. I, Versus being like, I guess where I think about that a lot, when it comes to like mask for mask, like I only date masculine dudes, is like I feel like sometimes it, it sounds like this distaste for what like the queer community has represented or has been. So, but I haven't thought about it in the sense of like people have preferences and they're entitled to embrace that how they want, just yeah. like everyone else. Yeah, and like even like you, you get to see a lot of people that are like you know ripped, shredded bodybuilders and they're partner tends to be kind of the same and yeah. so you know it's what why would it be so odd right yeah, let, let the little let the little red buff boys find the red yeah. buff boys yeah and if there's a red buff boy looking for me i would appreciate that too <laughs> i feel like i've given you a lot of like hippie answers you have no you've given me i like it this is us getting to know you okay last one last one last one standard or canon the new little mermaid oh definitely standard oh i if you love like canon, that. i would have been like Oh, I love it. I saw the trailer, like, or the, that little clip that's out there, and I was, I am ready. I saw, so have you seen, heard a lot of the talk about people that are like, why is the Little Mermaid black? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I've, I've definitely heard it. And, you know, at the same time, I mean, we are talking about a mermaid, so. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm know, like, that's the concern you have with that, the science That's the concern you have over a human fish, yes. <laughs> it made me laugh that makes so sense. hard. <laughs> the, the part that made me laugh so hard was this guy that was like, if you really want to dive into the science, she would probably have translucent skin and have like a skeletal face like deep sea creatures. And I screamed. I was like, that's the Little Mermaid I want to watch. <laughs> I'm just playing. I will, I will go see her. I will go see that movie. Uh, what was it called? The, the fork that, that she had? The trident? The dim oh, ding the, the dingle-donger. The, the, uh, whatchamacallit? Thingamabob? The thing. Oh. Dingle-hopper. 
Dingle hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dingle hopper. I didn't realize random out words. We are into a dingle hopper. Okay. We have, we've been talking a bit. We got a chance to get to know you a little bit. We've had these cool tastes of Olivia <clears throat> living in England, being in the Air Force. Give us a taste of who you are. Introduce yourself. Let us know your like pronouns, your like identity in the queer community, if you want to. But give us a taste of who you are. Who's Olivia? So, Olivia, I... Uh, wow, I don't know why it feels difficult to explain it just right now. I'm, <laughs> we don't have I'm trying to be slide. more raw with you, that's all. <laughs> So, you know, you I... You just start crying. You're like, I grew up in second <laughs> No, I, I... So, I'm an immigrant from Mexico. I... I, um... I'm kind of a comic book geek. Anime, manga lover. Are you a comic book geek? A, a little. Have and we talked about X-Men? I don't think we have. Well, so, we'll I... We'll talk about this soon. I, uh, I... Like, I love comedy. I... I... And, and it's, uh, I, I, those are very, I don't want to say that those are private things to me, but those are things that I think a lot of people generally don't get to learn about me. Yeah. Um, you are yeah. very funny, by the way. I'm okay. I just, I'm just saying, I laugh when I'm with you all the time. Yeah. It's like, well, I can make you laugh, but you can make thousands laugh. That's the so difference. So like, you like help me, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. you're like the funny of the fun. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, um... I've always found that comfort in comedy because we, we all need to find ways to comfort ourselves. Mm. And, and you know, being a transgender woman, my pronouns are she, her, you did ask me to say that. It's, uh, <laughs> I always forget to. Uh, like, he, him, by the way. I, never that, that. I didn't know that. I'm just kidding. I didn't know that. But uh, it, it's always uh, like we need to find comfort in, in things. And, mm -hmm. and, and especially in the nature of of trying to make a better place for everybody, which mm. I think we all put a little bit of that forward. But when when we're as visible as we are, it, it can sometimes be stressful. I feel like on the spot a bit. Yeah, and and it's um it, it's it's it feels so good to have like your own private little things. So if people ever like whenever I hear people on the sides talking about like manga anime, and I'm just like if I'm in like <laughs> Olivia mode, and I'm just like thinking, okay, you're not right. You're not saying <laughs> it's not manga. It's manga. It's like get <laughs> yeah, it right. Uh, yeah, and and you know I, I have a little boy, um, and I, I love How old him. Is he now? He's eleven. He just turned wow. eleven. Yeah, and it's been such a great experience kind of getting to know him as he gets to experience having a transgender mom slash dad. And, uh, Wait, tell me about that. Mom slash dad, do you, do you prefer that he calls you one thing or are you just like, whatever you want to call you me? You know, I, he, he, I've always told him, you can call me whatever you want mm. because I want him to feel comfortable with me. I want to be in his life. I want to be able to share my life with him mm. and he share oh. his life with me. So for me, that relationship is more important than anything else. Okay, cool. So you're just like, whatever works. What, yeah. what does he call you? He calls me dad. Oh yeah? And, and you, it, don't, you don't mind at all? You're I don't mind at all. Like whenever we're in the supermarket, whenever we're anywhere, it throws everybody off. <laughs> but you know, it's absolutely fine. I mean, it makes me feel good. You know, they're like, like what? What do you mean? That's your mom, and I was like, I know. Yes, <laughs> that's your hot mom, little boy, that's and you're like, <laughs> no, it's not. It's my dad. <laughs> I love the idea of someone being like taking him aside and being like, that is your mother. <laughs> no, and, you know what? I think one thing that I also love about that is it's. I want to create a better world 
for him mm. and I want to create a better world for me and for others like me. So if we can even bring a little bit of experience uh, of that experience of what that world looks like yeah. and it's a positive experience, I think that's how we really start creating change. Oh my gosh. So how long have you, I don't even know how to, if this like applies the same way, do you feel like when it com comes to like coming out as transgender, like is that, has that been a process? Do you feel like there was like a time when you were like, I came out this time? You know, when I was five years old, that's when I started realizing <gasps> I was different. And you were, where you were, where were you at? Were you in Mexico? I was in Mexico. I was in Zacatecas. Zacatecas! Yes, me and Stacy love to I talk about Zacatecas. Okay, so I fell in love with this man from Zacatecas. He was here for like a week. I, I always say this. He was like, like those movies were like, the girl goes to Italy and she like falls in love with Italy while she, like this man shows her around Italy. I was the Italy, but for him in Utah. I was like, let me take you to So Delicious. And he was like, wow. <laughs> what is the name of that film that we were talking about? Eat, Pray, Love? Or... Eat, Pray, Love. You were Julia Roberts. I was Julia Roberts. You were Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I'm very fond of Zacatecas. I think I texted you and I was like, I just fell in love with a man from Zacatecas. Yeah, so. <laughs> They're only going to be here for a week. <laughs> yeah, so I, I even told Stacey, don't fall for Latin lovers. Okay, no. Zacatecas, they treat you right. They do. Anyways. We're, we're, we're good people. You so, know. <laughs> tangent, as I always do. So yeah. you were... Five years old in Zacatecas, Mexico, when you realized you were transgender? Mid-80s, no internet. We were extremely poor. Um, the only exposure we had to anything like this was the word transsexual. Oh. And for that, you know, it, it, it had such a negative connotation mm. because it was something that you would go to cabarets and you would see this exotic dancer and it was seen as something taboo like sexual and like sexual like fetishized oh, oh, interesting. so it wasn't seen as somebody you would see in a supermarket or somebody that you would see at the mall it was mm. something forbidden almost so and you didn't really like identify as that no but, no you were just like what is this i didn't know what i was feeling stacy i thought i thought whenever i learned about that i thought well that's not what i want to be mm -hmm. i want to be a real girl oh interesting and and when you don't know what you don't know it's it, it, it just kind of takes you through life. I grew up, my family, very conservative Catholic. And, you know, I feel like every, the only thing it felt like we talked about was sin, sinning, sin, more sin, Ugh. you know, and, and it, it was- A little extra, a sin little on the extra, side. A little bit more, and it, it was, and it just felt like it was something so wrong to feel. Mm. And, and, and I think that's an experience that is shared throughout the transgender community, the non-binary community. And then the more I grew up, the more I started really understanding what it was, it hit me, oh wow, that is what I am. Do you have an, like when was that about? That was about 10 years ago. Get out. Yeah, it wasn't that ah! long ago. Yeah. Wow. It, it wasn't that long ago and, and um, it, it, it hit me and that's when I actually started seeing the possibility of, of feeling happy about mm. my life. And, and another thing is, you struggle with depression when you're not able to be yeah. who you are. You're not even aware that you're depressed. Yeah. And 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 very that, accurate. Yeah. Next thing you know, you can in hindsight, you look at your life and you start seeing, wow, I cannot believe I was that down. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe that was my life. Yeah. It, it's and it's so different to how we get to experience who we are now once we do have that place of belonging, that we have something like in circle even, you know, a place where you can feel like yourself, yeah. that people support you, 
so important. That's like the number one, like one of the number one goals of Circle, right? Is like a place to be yourself. Yeah. The like love. It's not about doing, proving this or that. It's just to feel love and to be yourself. I love that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned this earlier. We use these two terms, transsexual, transgender. Are, what's the difference? Is there a difference? So transsexual was a term that for a long time was used to identify uh, the transgender community. Mm -hmm. um, and there's different ways to, to use that term. A lot of people still use it nowadays to kind of identify that you are actively transitioning and, and changing your physical appearance okay. and, and altering your physical appearance, mm -hmm. meaning with surgeries or whatnot. And then there's another side of, of academia that sees it more as it's inaccurate because transsexual means you're transitioning, changing to a different sex biologically you can't do that oh, gotcha. so the word transgender is actually the accurate that term. is the accurate term it really it really just depends on where you fall on that side of that gotcha. particular coin and transsexual it's kind of like a is that term a little bit like more derogatory at all or is it just like absolutely okay. yeah and and i even mentioned that in mexico it was it it, it took on so much hypersexualization yeah. of it. it it's fetishized um, it's been something that you see actively. It's not that we're doing away with it. Some people still choose to identify that, and that's worthy of respect. But mm. I think you see that the majority of people tend to get away from it because of those negative connotations. Interesting. I am curious to know, in your journey of embracing yourself, and it sounds like it's been like, that's not like something that happened one day. It's like a, it's no. still in the process. Still in the process. What has helped you feel most supported? Like, what are things people do that help you feel, like, closer to embracing yourself? And what are things people do that make you feel further from that? You know, the Just one so thing... Just so we know, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the one thing that I always throw out about myself is that I had... I don't like to use the word privilege, but I did have a bit of privilege in that by the time I decided to come out, I was already... I had an established career, I had financial security, I had, I was able to take care of myself, mm -hmm. and that is something that you see, especially in our youth, they don't have. Yeah. And so, I had that too. Yeah? So you know what I mean? Yeah, like came out, when I came out to my parents, and I think there was a point where my dad was just like, or someone said like, well, I, I know you're just going to like do your thing. Like, I didn't depend on my parents right. for money or for this, so if like they didn't agree, they kind of knew it was just like... I'm like doing my thing and I'm like letting you be a part of it. And if you don't want to be a part of it, that's a choice and bye, I guess. That's exactly how I felt. Mm. But my mom is fully embracing of me. Uh, my, my dad still lives in Mexico <laughs> and he is very much like what a lot of people experience. Mm. He told me, you know, I really don't understand what this is, but I love you. Oh, has he always been that way? Uh, oh, he's always been extremely loving. Aww. But very much, very conservative, very much to the culture of Mexico, of a Mexico that is a bit more yeah. chauvinistic, a bit more machista. You know? to be boys and yes. to be girls. Yeah, and he has the mustache for it. I mean, the whole shebang for it. You know, <laughs> but, the mustache. Yeah, but but he is so loving to me, and 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 it's so it's that's been a little bit of a struggle per se, but having that security for myself has really been helpful. So like that's interesting because it's like. Part of helping your journey is like that independence has been good. Yeah. Interesting. And even like now what we're doing, and I keep saying in circle, I know we're, we're in the podcast, but this this is such an amazing space. 
because this is what people need yeah. to be able to keep moving forward. It's unfortunate that people need a space, sometimes outside of their home, outside of their communities, where they can be themselves, but thank goodness we have it, right? Right. Especially in this area, and we need more. Yeah, we need more, and, and I think the more we keep going, the actually even listening to all of the things that are happening around our country, all of the pushback we're getting on trans yeah. issues, on trans sports, I think that means we're actually making progress because we're actually being pushed back. Yeah. So I think we can take stock in, in, in seeing that we're making progress. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So one thing I'm exploring on this podcast is the topic of queer joy, which I do not have a definition for. Okay. So when I say queer joy, like, what is that? What does that mean to you? If you had to be like, what does that? What does that sound like? It means queer joy is it is is feeling that you don't have to be afraid to be who you are. Mm. For me, it's 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 being with friends that are queer, friends that are not queer, and feeling that freedom to express who you fully are without feeling any any sort of like, oh, I'm being too gay, oh, I'm being too trans here. It's more about you can be who you are mm -hmm. regardless of where you are. I love that. That's awesome. I I just th I was thinking about this the other day because I went dancing with some friends, and I um, was dancing to music, and I was like going hard to one, and then this like more like house song came on, and I was trying to do my little whack voguing, and I felt so comfortable doing it, and it was like it made me realize that like I'm not scared of someone looking at me anymore and being like, "Is what you're doing gay or straight?" Like it was cool. My well, you know, exactly what you mentioned is what I was thinking. Really? It's when you go dancing with your friends and that freedom to express who you are without that fear of, of feeling that somebody's judging you. Now, I've seen you dancing too. You'd be, you'd be getting it. Oh, you've seen me dance. I saw, you, put me on, on, you put me on Instagram and stuff the other day. I loved it. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like, it's like such a like, favorite memory. There's a video of us where we co-hosted this gala. This fundraiser, and we are backstage prepping for the group dance, and we're just kind of having a good time, and like, we're like in our like just like hangout clothes, and I love it. D Rosh's, it was going. D Rosh was good. You were great. I look. No, like a, I look like a giraffe on ice. That's what it looked like. It was. It was Bambi. I and I don't know Bambi. anyone who wouldn't pay to see that. <laughs> no, but uh, my question for you is, with according to your definition, is there a moment, a specific moment you can think of where you experienced that kind of queer joy, that freedom to be you? I, I am very thankful that now I get to experience that almost all the time. Yeah. And and I and I think it just comes again from 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 realizing that who we are is beautiful. Mm. And that even when I go to the supermarket or I wear a, a heel because I am tall, Stacy, you know that I'm Ugh, I'm six feet, it. I'm 6 feet tall without uh, without any heel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there is a feeling like, oh, I don't want to be seen as tall. Interesting. But of knowing, you know what, who I am is beautiful. And and it's taken some time to get to that point, but once you, you get into that mode, it, it, it's a life, it's a, it's a game changer. I love, one of my favorite things is, I've gone as like a plus one with my, some uh, friends I have, they're women, just separately, and they're kind of tall, and I love, being the short, stocky arm candy to a tall, glamorous woman. I just think it's so fun. It's like, you are the showpiece and I'm the stand that just holds a trophy. Like, like it's like that concept where it's like, I just love it because I think, I don't know, you're the gayly, you were just so gorgeous too in all your dresses and you were like, people were gasping when you walked out. <laughs> well, they were doing some sort of something. Yeah. 
Like, they were like, she's beautiful. I heard somebody choked. Well, <laughs> no, nobody choked, though. No, they're just coughing the whole time. But no, what a story to claim to be like, someone died because I wore this dress. <laughs> no, I killed somebody. Like, no, you gotta no, be careful in my presence. No, but you know what's crazy about what you just shared? I have never really noticed your height. Because every time that you mention it, I'm always like, you're not, I even told you, you're not that short. <laughs> but that's, it, it, and it's because I've moved to see you as something else. And, and I don't, I really try not to look at people like for their height or right. their, how skinny. For their or, metrics or something. No, I, yeah. I, I, like there's so much more to who we are. And, yes. and I, I see, how many times have I told this, Stacey? How tall are you? I, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You, I always it's like as we're talking and I'm like coming up to like your ribcage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I also think too that like I, I'm very like comfortable about my height. I'm like not insecure about my height. And every now and then it'll surprise me because I'll tell someone, I'm like, oh, I'm 5'6". And they'll be like, oh, that's, that's okay. And I was like, I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I really like my height. I'm comfortable on planes. I have plenty of leg space. I just like dig my height. And I think owning it, people just maybe don't think about it as much. I don't know. <laughs> Not leaning with that. plenty of leg space, and that's true. When remember when you went to Michigan? Oh, together, yeah, I'm like, you had plenty of space. I, my legs were like up to here. <laughs> I have a bunch of footage of you on that trip in the plane. I stuff. have footage of you. Wait, so. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that, that was that was a great time. That was really that was... fun. We went to Michigan and did a training on something that Olivia does super well, which is this concept of understanding that like seeing where people are coming from when we're having tough conversations. So if, for example, I mean like, for example, someone walks up to me and says, you're black, I'm surprised, you know, you had a good relationship with your father. And like that is like kind of a crazy thing to say sometimes, but the thing is they're coming from a place of lack of information. Rarely are they coming from a place where they're trying to insult. So like understanding where they're coming from so I can like be like, oh, this is a moment to, talk about that and, and like instead of like like attack them or something yeah well Which, e you yeah. know what even to add on that that is exactly what we are i don't want to say fighting because i don't we're not fighting anybody we're 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 changing i'm not afraid to fight somebody no i he is not no <laughs> but 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 that is that is what we're trying to do we're trying to we're trying to show people that sometimes when you're not exposed to certain knowledge mm -hmm. and other people are telling you other things about perhaps the, the LGBTQ community, you come to learn that and you that becomes your world because the people around you are the ones telling you, yeah, that's what it is. They're bad. Mm -hmm. But that's what you know and that's your world. And, and it's more about understanding others that's really going to get us to a different place. Mm. When you start learning where people really are coming from. Yeah. And we talk about this all the time, that people come from either fear or love. Mm -hmm. And and fear has so many subroots, like hate. Mm -hmm. But fear is the driving factor in this. Yeah, a lot of times I think of people as, when people ask, and I, and I love when people come in like from a humble place where they're like, I'm curious, I'm sorry if this is gonna sound crazy, and I'm like, no, 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 that's the same place. Yeah. Um, but I think of people sometimes as like children, where like a kid, I've had kids ask me, they're like, do you taste like chocolate? And this little baby child is not trying to offend me. They're sincerely curious. And I can say, actually, you know, we, we, all, we probably all taste the same, which is, I don't say that, that sounds really weird now that I think about it. But I'm like, no. Or, well, I think with a kid last time I was like, oh, do you taste like vanilla? And they were like, 
they do that? And for I was real? like, yeah, it's it's like this innocent childlike thing. Or I could have been like, how dare you? Do you have any like you know what I mean? It's like it's like there's a, a place of innocence, and it could be like a productive conversation, which can be really tiring sometimes. And you don't have to always do that. Or you know, you know. Okay, so kind of along with that story, this was some years ago now. I was out at a mall downtown in Salt Lake City, and this, you know how kids are brutally honest. Ooh. Kids will be call honest. And, and, and he stared at me, he looked at me like, like Bigfoot was in the mall. <laughs> and he was just staring at me, and, and I, like I started just staring back at him, and then I like raised my hands up, and I was like trying to be scary, and then I started like kind of coming towards him, and he ran so <laughs> He let go of his mom, not. and he started running. He said, woman, you're on your own. <laughs> You did not do that. Yes, I did. I was like, wait a second, wait, just give me a second. And the mom had no idea that it was me. And and like she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. And I'm like, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but but children are, yeah, yeah, they will read. Yeah. That is really funny. Yeah. The mom's like, why are you being weird, Billy? And you're just like standing there all it's pretty just... and stuff. Like, kids are weird. Yeah, when she wasn't looking, I'd be like. <laughs> I did have experiences back at BYU where they have, some, they have some pretty wide sidewalks. And it was like in the middle of the day, it was like afternoon. And this lady's like pushing a stroller. Um, and I'm walking on the other end. And this is a sidewalk where like eight people could walk side by side comfortably. Yeah. We're passing each other and she goes off the sidewalk into like the like dirt and gravel as, as she was passing me. And I was like, and I was so tempted to be like, <laughs> like do something she would have thrown that baby <laughs> I don't know but she like goes off and I was like so I was like so just surprised I was like there's like people around I don't know maybe I, I think but I think also we have to be careful sometimes um, assuming we know exactly what people are thinking right I think a lot of times we have experiences and we might even be conditioned to feel like I get this all the time and so my first reaction is that you are giving me this thing I get but I had the experience the other day where I was at the, one of the gyms I teach at and I was chatting with someone and this old guy rides up on his little fancy electric bike and it was kind of, you know, a little old guy bike. It was kind of cool and I was like looking at his bike and he sees me looking at it and he just like locks it up Triple and locks it. Hits, the, hits the alarm three times and he was like covered in apple in the basket. Like I'm like really going to be curious and I was like, this old man. And we were chatting for a while and he comes back to the bike and he's like looking at me as he's doing his bike. And I was like, this dude really thinks I'm out here wanting his little old man electric bike. And he starts walking over to me and I'm like, okay, here we go. And he goes, do you want to take my bike for a ride? And I was like, what? He was just proud of this bike. Yeah. And this whole time I was like, he thinks the black guy's going to steal his bike. And he was like, wanted to show it off. And so he let me ride. And I felt bad from like thinking. And I was like, I've been on an electric bike before, but I was like, yeah, let me take it around. And I just rode it around the parking lot as he like yelled out features it has. And I was like, okay. And that was good for me to be like, stop assuming what people were thinking, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it may not be the situation. I don't know. You know, when I was in the military, one of my bosses early in my career, he was, I thought he was some sort of, I don't know, but he would always come up to me and he would start speaking Spanish, whatever Spanish he just looked up on the internet or something. I don't know. And... And he would be like, hey, essay. And, you know, <laughs> and it was just so strange because that's the experience he was having. And I thought he was like, like, okay, are you, are you, what are you doing right now? Because it's not cool. And then, but he, 
I came to know that he genuinely was interested in Mexican culture. He even married a Mexican woman. Oh. Like, he went out, like, he was like, hey, guess what? He committed to the yeah, bit. He, he was, was like, in. He was all in. And he would buy these Don Jose frozen meals, and he would cut out Don Jose and put him on my desk. <laughs> and and I, I was like, okay, there's something going on here. Not Don Jose. And, but then, but then I he, came to learn that. Did he think you, like, wanted to collect on my like, Pokemon cards? <laughs> like, he was like, I have Don Jose. I have the burrito. He's like, oh, man, you? Olivia's going to love this little crusty cardboard cut out of Don Jose. Oh, the chimichangas rare. So here you <laughs> go. Reminds her of home. Oh yeah, my but he was all proud about it. And again, it kind of led me to see how, like, sometimes people are so unexposed to a culture. Yeah. And that, and it can kind of be seen almost as if they're making fun of you, mm. but they're not. They're just like interested and intrigued yeah. and navigating that can be kind of tricky. Yeah. On the other flip of the coin, I was denied service for my skin color when I lived in Montgomery, Alabama. Because they were curious in your culture? No, I was just, just kidding. I walked I, I walked into this one store at the mall with my friends and this this guy literally looked up and down to me and said, We don't serve your kind here. And I, I had that that's exactly my look because I was I almost wanted to take a picture of him like <gasps> Oh wow, I'm getting discriminated. It's this like racial abuse. Smile wow. for the selfie. Yeah, it was just so shocking. And, and, my, and then it started really sitting in. And the, what people are not exposed to, how people can mm. react to that with that fear that we were talking Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Um, I had some friends in Utah where that happened. They were actually, and this was like a couple of years ago, they were refused service at a location. And they were like, why? It was my friend, she's black, and her black friend was visiting from out of town. And they were like, why? And they were like, well, we just have the right to refuse service. Do we want? And they left being like, in 2022? That's terrible. Or 21 or whenever it happened. Yeah, it's wild. And I was like, let me expose this company. And they were like, no, no. And I was like, let me post about it. I was like, well, mm, not, not nowadays. And I know a lot of people in Utah would hear that and be completely abhorred by it. Like, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Like, I'm not originally from Utah. Mm -hmm. I came to Utah. I love Utah. Yeah, I... you went from... Sacatecas, you moved to Texas. Went to Texas, and then I moved all over the country with the military. I went So you've lived like all over America. It wasn't just like yeah, Sacatecas yeah. to Utah. Yeah, yeah, I've lived on the West Coast, down South. Um, it's And Utah, seriously, is it's just such an amazing place. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do. But I, I think people here are just such kind, warm-hearted people. And once you start showing that other side to them of who we are, whether that's you know, us in the queer community or, or people of color, mm -hmm. you start seeing that change. Yeah. You start, you start finding that positive experience and who they truly are. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a good note to leave on. I, there's so much more I wanted to ask you like about what was like, what it was like being trans in the military or even just like playing. Cause not a lot of people know this, but you're uh, is it a pro athlete? No, I, I, I don't play anymore, obviously. Semi-pro? I played it at a semi-pro level, soccer, and it was very interesting Like when it came to uh, how I used to be treated, presenting male versus how I was treated as a female. Uh, it was, there were some differences, and uh, yeah. You should post about this. Where can people find more about you? Uh, well, I, you can find out, you can see me working all the time at Equality Utah, mm -hmm. so we're on all social medias, Equality Utah, 
And uh, you can look me up on Instagram. I am not famous like Stacy on Stop. TikTok, so it's it's Olivia Jaramillo. On Olivia Jaramillo, yes. Jaramillo. Jaramillo. And you're on TikTok too. Don't <laughs> don't do it. Don't look me up. It's I love it. Like you're like still discovering how to use TikTok, and so some of your videos are a little like. So so literally the first TikTok I made, it's just me looking at the phone trying to figure out how to use TikTok. So yeah, and and I had one like. Oh wait, I was I watched that so many times. I was like dying. I need to take it and put some music to it. Be like, who's that girl or something? Anyways, Olivia, thank you so much for joining us. I want if there's any if there's anything that you could tell any trans kids watching or anyone who's trying to like be embrace themselves more. Is there any little tidbit you can leave them with? Uh, we we have a better day coming for us. And those days are coming. And, and every single one of us, regardless of what we do, we don't have to be a politician. We don't have to be on social media. Mm -hmm. You be who you are. And that is what's going to transform the world. And, 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 and we'll get there, you'll see. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Olivia, thank you so much. You're and welcome. thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next time. I don't know how to end this thing. <laughs> <laughs>